Welcome back to Stories Out of Time and Space. I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly, and as always, I'm joined by Julian Darius. Julian, how are you doing? You okay? Uh, I'm doing fine. I'm not sure if I'm experiencing this or in a memory of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have many, many memories to sort of uh, to, to fall back on. Um, and one of them is originally watching this episode, actually. Uh, yeah, mm. we're going to be talking about the entire history of you, the third episode of Black Mirror. Uh, featuring Toby Kebble, Jodie Whittaker, Tom Cullen, Amy Beth Hayes. Again, some 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 names popping up here. Uh, the story is um, a lawyer, um, played by Toby Kebble, Liam, is um, being has a review and eventually goes back to meet join his wife at a sort of a gathering of her older friends. Uh, but what we find out is that everybody in the society has a device just behind their ear in the neck called a grain. And this the grain gives people access to all of their memories. Now it's not, I should say it's not all of their memories. It basically gives them access to their visual cortex and allows mm. them to sort of video record everything they see with their eyes and then play it back in different sort of um at different times later on. Um this then leads to some suspicion about a extramarital affair, and Liam becomes incredibly obsessed with digging down into these past memories um, to find out the truth. Uh, so, yeah, Julian, what are your first thoughts then on the entire history of you? Well, I think this is the best episode of the season. Mm. Um, curiously, it's the only one not written by Brooker. Um, it was written by Jesse Armstrong. Mm. But... Um, yeah, this one has stuck with me. I think that it is the only episode of this first season where I end the episode and think, right, I have a lot of thoughts about that, and I want to stop and like teach a class about, you know, what do you think about that? Or write an essay about sort of, mm. um, you know, what are the implications of this? Yeah, th- this... Uh... This is an episode where I'm like, you know, that we watched, um, we've watched other films like Gattaca and 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 even like Blade Runner and stuff like, and I've said like I want to see the rest of this world. Like I really want. How does this technology like change things? Like I'm fascinated by this and sort of like you, know, you said the implications for like law enforcement and, um, the way that people sort of like you know behave around each other because. You know, it would, like every interaction, you would be so different because you could never really be yourself because everyone's recording you at every moment. Um, yeah, I find this episode fascinating and also kind of this is one of the episodes that really kind of bothers me deeply. Mm. Gets under my skin. This episode does. In a good way uh, or a bad way? In a bad way. Okay. <laughs> Look, this episode unnerves me. Um. 
And be- because of this um, potentiality for the obsession of reviewing and re-reviewing everything we've done, and people do this now, sure. um, you know, this idea of like, like he, you know, um, plays back this review, this one-to-one kind of situation that he's had with his superiors, the you know, his bosses at the the law firm. And we've all done that. We've all had an interview or a meeting or a discussion or we've met someone or whatever. And then you end up playing it back in your head and go, oh my God, I wish I hadn't said that in that way or I should have responded to this or done something different. I wish I hadn't worn that T-shirt, whatever it is. Uh, or even sort of like, oh, they, someone said that and it, did they mean this or that or whatever. Um, and you can often sort of like, you know, I know people that go down that rabbit hole, but now having video as like an actual thing to play back is is so kind of worrying um yeah we're getting at that 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 whole ethical thing that i feel at the end of the episode where i want to talk about it right mm. which is not true with say the previous episodes mm. um you know whether a prime minister would really fuck a pig that's a brief conversation that doesn't mean anything yeah you know what does the previous episode really have to say about the rat race well we all know there is one or you know game shows okay game shows be game shows um here it's really much more interesting so let's start with this question would you get a grain it sounds like your answer is no yeah i wouldn't no i would i i would be first in line (sighs) (laughs) i know i'm happy i'm not i'm I'm, I'm fascinated let's go with you why let's go with the pros first why would you why would you be interested in getting one well, first of all, I don't have to review it unless I want to. Mm-hmm. But I have a million arguments with people about what we just <laughs> said, you know, and I'm constantly but look, I grew up with parents who gaslit me endlessly. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, it's totally fine that there's mold. And I didn't say that. I agreed to that. I didn't say it. Yes, you did to be, you know, and I have developed a, um, you know, near photographic memory for those important conversations in response and i've trained Mm. myself to do that to me the letter of what was said the actual words of what was said really matter Mm -hmm. and you know being able to review exactly that sort of like job interview where you say i'm pretty sure they said this do i misremember that you know i'm remembering a tone i'm remembering an impression Mm. um that would be invaluable to me Obviously, my objection is this is a unbelievably damaged character who's, yeah. you know, like people have affairs, get over it, you know. I mean, but he's not wrong that she's lied. So mm. I I don't know. I would I would really love having that level of accountability in my relationships and with myself. So that would be my short answer. Yeah. <laughs> why would you not want information ultimately right <laughs> information information <laughs> um so at the start of the prisoner i think one of the things that bothers me about this episode is and i think this is just a personal thing is a this fixation with the past mm. um that i'm not 
I've never really sort of been a part of it. I think my personality is very much the sort of the, the now, which drives some people crazy. But this this idea, this 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 nostalgia of how things were, like even this whole episode is like, I'm oh, meeting up with the old gang. And you're like, cool. Why? <laughs> like, you know, it's great that some, you know, this whole thing of a gang and like, yeah, but of that people, there'd be sort of like one or two people you probably, you connected with a lot more. So you've stayed in contact with, but like, I have people in my past that I stay in contact with and sort of like, yeah, but you grow and develop and, and, you know, you experience new things and all this other stuff and you you develop because of those experiences. But if you are constantly able to sort of like access a fully, um, I'll say photorealistic, but literally what you saw five, 10 years ago, like you start to, to me, you start to, limit your ability to grow because you can never escape the things that have happened in the past and i think part of the this episode is that thing of like you said not being able to get over those things because you can see it like it's literally there and i think one of the things that you know the 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 character of jonas um makes it there's, there's a difference between remembering old girlfriends and you know sexual conquests and also being able to play them back in sort of like you know real time you know in sort of like you know as a as a literal video is is, is i don't know is is just this there's a difference there but to me i just think it sort of like prevents growth because you become hooked on what's gone before. Oh, so I want to go back. And, and I, this coming from a guy who's got a podcast called 20th Century Geek. Like, I'm literally <laughs> driven by the past. But I'm also about experiencing the new. Like, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, yeah, I want to go back and explore history in the past. But, like, in order to understand how we're doing things now. Um, but I don't know. This just feels like a, there's a fixation element to this. And I think arguments are a big part of that where... To me, I'm like, yeah, we had an argument. Well, I said this, you said that. And after a bit, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, move on. This is, this is, I don't want to argue about this anymore. Um, I don't know. It just becomes this this inability to escape things worries well, me. So there's, let me respond to two separate points there. I mean, the, the first is about being trapped by the past and about the role of memory, um, which is by far the deeper point. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think you make incredibly good points there. They're profound, and I've got some thoughts. The second uh, thing I want to address, and I'll address it first, is why you wouldn't want a spank bank. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> man. You know, uh, you know, it's it's the end of Blade Runner, right? Where it's like I die, and these memories die with me. No, I would love to be able to relive. Um, you know, a sunset that I saw or, you know, to have like a, a folder in the grain of just like amazing moments. And yeah, some of those might be, you know, sexual, but some might be, you know, um, running a marathon or, or you know, crossing, standing in the middle of a, an island, you know, looking out at the sea. Um, why, you know, and I also think about how common it is that people, um, are misled and have implanted memories and believe that, you know, somebody, you know, they fall in with a cult and they believe that somebody molested mm. them or, you know. Oh, the whole, the whole satanic panic, one of my favorite subjects. Exactly. False memories. Exactly. I, I agree with that. Yes. That I couldn't understand. happen in a world like this, right? 
because you could go back and say, oh, wait a minute, like I have all these memories of my dad being really mean to me. I can find those memories, but I also have these memories of him being really nice. Maybe I need to just kind of reappraise and kind of pull back on the way our narratives sort of, I, I, I you know, yeah. I know somebody who I am friends with and who like I have gone out of my way to help over the years. And I know that he is, I sort of haven't talked to him for a while. And I know that he's kind of irritated with me. And I know that part of the reason why is because all of those things that I've dealt done for him, you know, he did other things for me, but all of those things where I did things for him, I never did for anyone else. I know he is sort of like twisting them in his memory year by year that we don't talk to each other mm. as just kind of like things I did. And at the end, he's only remembering the, the things that he did and not remembering the things that I did. And I, and I know it's like if I don't keep in contact with him so he has a vested interest in remembering things in my direction, everything kind of twists year by year into this kind of narrative about how he's the victim or something. Yeah. People do this shit, right? Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All 100%. This sounds, yeah, let's let's get these grains in tomorrow, mandatory by law. <laughs> well, again, by law, that's an interesting one because, again, like I said, <laughs> this, this completely changes. This guy's a lawyer, um, solicitor or whatever, and I, again, I'm like, well, this would massively change the judicial system because <laughs> I'm just like, right, you've now got not just one cctv camera you've got millions watching everything all the time because you can project these memories up on a wall so yeah. all of a sudden your key witness in a crime of like you stabbed this person oh, i didn't right we've got 12 people <laughs> that, that were around let's look at the evidence Good. um yeah Isn't no no that that, i'm saying, right? no, no, I mean, I'm saying that but like yeah. you said so this is where, and that's fine. I agree. That's a good thing because I think it would be crime prevention. But this is that thing about privacy. And again, so again, and this is where my mind goes off. And I want, so I want to address this story and then the the the, the extension of this, mm -hmm. um, the grain. So yeah, because it becomes about fixation. I think the whole episode, because you, you're introduced to uh, the character when they go to the, the dinner party, who uh, name escapes me. I think he's one of the guests, Jeff, um, who's showing, like he's been to some five-star accommodation and he's like, look at this, look at the fraying on this carpet and the sheet wasn't tucked mm. in properly or something. And uh, one of the other guys calls him out and he's like, it says to him like, yeah, what's it matter? Like, who Who cares? And he's like, well, it's going to be in my head forever. And he's like, yeah, only if you look at it. Like, stop fixating on it. And it becomes almost like that, um, the the itch you can't scratch because you can't get rid of it. It's always going to be there. It's a blemish. You know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. you're right about, you are right about, and again, this comes down to a personal thing, um, that ability to say you stood on a beach and saw a beautiful, the perfect set, sunset, or, you know, that one memory, the perfect day of doing whatever. All right. Or and education wise, every lecture I've sat through. <laughs> yeah. Is there accessible? Um, cool. But then there's also that thing of like, I have a memory of all this, of this person, you know, of, um, 
I'm trying to think. Let's put it in two ways. You get dumped, all right? You've been in a relationship and you were fully involved. And then, and then this, for example, this scenario in, in the entire history of you, he pulls his grain out at the end. And again, like, because he's had so much taken from him that he, you know, he goes to stupid lengths to sort of do it. But like the fact that he finds out that basically at the end of this, that it's just, the child is not his, but he is really fixated. He is struggling with having to go through these videos of him building and bonding with this child that is now just sullied and in this relationship with his wife and stuff like, you know, it's really sort of, how do you, you know, to have that, not just as a memory, but to be, have it as actual video that like, you know, how do you get past that? If it's there as a constant reminder, but not just you, everybody else. So it's not the fact you can go, well, I've deleted mine because someone else can go, well, I've not deleted my version of this and off it goes. Um, yeah, but keep in mind you don't have to look at it. I mean, this is this is where I come back to you know like what is the negative? I mean, and again, I I want to come back to your deeper your deeper points there, but you know, first of all, it would make people more accountable. You're talking like you mentioned that thing with the frayed carpet. Like, not only do you not have to look at that, but that suggests you need to be less of a perfectionist. Like, hmm. you need to chill out. And without the grade, what that guy is going to do is every time they go to a hotel, he's got to find a fault in everything. We know these kinds of people, right, where they find a fault in everything. But because they forget those faults, they never really realize, wait a minute, I'm kind of a bastard and a pain to be around. No, but he you won't, know? though. You're, but you're assuming people will learn from this. But I don't think they will, because what they'll do is they, they see start. They start to rack up evidence. So all they do, you get the kind of person that will go, well, in this hotel, it was this. And then in this hotel, it was this. Mm. And here's the video evidence. Like, If anything, it becomes almost a hobby because they then start collecting those imperfections because it becomes an obsession for them to trawl back over to go. But is it... Right. So, I mean, that's a terrible person. I mean, yeah. you know, or somebody with a mental illness. I mean, you need to not be friends with that person if that's what they're going to do. But at least it would give the rest of us an opportunity to say, oh, wait a minute, I have kind of, you know, exaggerated or focused on these things, or I actually do need to change something here. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't have to go back and look at that footage. So like you're you're talking about, you know, for example, watching your wife or husband have an affair mm -hmm. is presumably a highly emotionally traumatic experience, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, if that footage exists, it's very hard to say no to looking at it, right? Okay. But you don't have to, and you also don't have to save it, and you also don't have to, you said if, if other people have this footage, you know, it's out there. Well, you know, so you don't have to look at it. I don't understand how this is any different from the situation we currently find ourselves, except the truth is inaccessible. Yeah, I think, I know what you're saying. Uh, you know, it's, it's easier said than done at times, <laughs> isn't it? To say, oh, just don't look at it. Um, it's like having a scab and saying, just don't pick at it. You know, I, 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 it hurts, but it's, you know, but it's also incredibly satisfying. So there's that stupidity. <laughs> there's that, that, that thing about human nature. Um, it feels a little bit like, let's take it the other way. Um, and again, I, 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 this is sometimes how I feel about things. Um, there are videos that like say you are humiliated um in some way 
you know, through an argument or, you know, accidentally falling over into a fountain. I don't know, whatever it is, something happens at any age, preferably when you're younger, because that's when humiliation really sort of can is is probably more painful. And you now know that everybody that's 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 seen that your humiliation, it's not going to go away. And that, I think I find this now with mm. with with social media, and so it's one of the problems I I do have with social media. Is like that poor person's humiliation doesn't go away. It's not like you go, well, that was stupid. I fell over, I fell over into that fountain, or I I missed that you know that step, and I stumbled, and or I tripped into a puddle, or whatever it is. And you can laugh at it and go like days later and go, well, that was stupid. Now, so we can go, yeah, should we watch it again? Let's watch that again. And you know, look, that. And what I would say is, this is how families work: is that you know, in jokes and family, like they don't, they just do not die. Like, and all of a sudden, like you know, you have a nickname twenty years later that, like, you know, often you can't really remember the root cause of, but it stuck around. But now we control through um, all your um former memories and you know we can mm-hmm. find all those humiliations and i saw you do this and i saw someone uh, you know pull down your trousers in front of a, a huge crowd of people and now everybody who saw that has got a video of it and so your pants or your genitalia are now on display in everybody's mind and on everybody's thing like i don't know it, it, this is there's just this thing of the permanence of it that that starts to sort of worry me. Um, not I've I've done lots of stupid things, not I've done stupid things, but I've done lots of stupid things that I'm I'm glad aren't recorded. But this thing of it's more about being young in this situation. I mean, again, one of the things that's interesting is that the start of this episode, they're talking about um the types of cases that the guy's taking on that sort of you know shadow some of this is people with grains and stuff, uh, children suing their parents for mm. misparenting. And they go, well, I've got these videos of it now. Like, So how young is it before people are being given these grains? Well, we find, we actually find in this episode that their child has got one mm-hmm. because they roll back the footage. And this is what I'm saying. They roll back the footage of the child's grain to see what's happened with the babysitter and stuff. Like mm-hmm. the baby, the baby becomes their own babysitter camp. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, no, no, that's fine. But I'm that's like, awesome. okay, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But then I'm like, okay, well, how, how, at what age do you not do that? At what age does a parent stop yeah. watching that back? Well, what age does the parent not have access to the feed? exactly? Like, but, right? Yeah, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter's ten, and I'm already going. Like, well, I wouldn't. That that's you know that's that would be a massive invasion of privacy like yeah and so there's things like, talking about you know potential you know like child pornography being produced exactly right? so there's bathroom a... cam footage of everybody as they're on the potty yeah yeah exactly exactly so what about people working in in hospitals or nurseries or mm-hmm. these other things schools you know kids kids in schools right because again and this is the thing where i'm like if kids all the kids have got them and you've said about you know, and some mainly boys are vile creatures as teenagers. You know, if you had the opportunity, yeah, right, I, I can not, not only can I sneak into the girls' locker room, I can then get you know, I could see something, I can then project it to my mates, 
right up on a TV screen. Granted, if you get found, you're going to get done because you've got the evidence is not in your head. Well, but, but I mean, like, there's also consensual quote unquote relationships between people who are both underage, right? Yeah, you know. But if there's a recording of that, that recording, whether whether the actual act is legal in that jurisdiction or not, mm-hmm. having a recording of it is still child pornography. Yeah. Well, what about revenge porn as well? Right. You leave a relationship angry. One of the things you might be able to project it. One of the things I was, you know, we talked about the commodification of um, technologies and stuff in the previous episode. Well, all right. How soon before you can buy and install memories? Look, I'm never, I'm never going, to, you know, like Total Recall style. I'm never going to skydive, or because mm. of my physical, because of my physical disability, I cannot do this. But do you know what I can buy? I can buy a memory of someone who has done it and have it installed in my brain, so that I can do, I can, you know, I can watch that back. I can experience that as a memory. Um, you know, what about that? In that case, then, like you say, what what other things could be installed or uploaded or whatever? Um, it, it, yeah, it's that's that, really fascinating. Because then it starts to become again. This is the thing, you know. You're saying people say like the internet is permanent, and it is really. You know, it's the internet is not it's forever, at least for now. But well, it made me think about the the uh, EU's right to be forgotten. Exactly. Which, yeah. You know, where you can scrub, have things scrubbed from the internet if they're, you know, too old. Mm. Um, you know, and other countries, including the Philippines, have a version of that. Um, you know, I, for something I'm writing, um, have been really fascinating and fascinated with the concept of forgetting. Mm. And, you know, so to, to get to some of the deeper points that you were talking about earlier, um, I suspect that, you know, look, we're in this world already with with phones and social media and all of that. Um, so I'm going to make the counter argument uh, now, mm. which is that our brains didn't evolve to have this knowledge at our fingertips. And that, in fact, that rewriting of our own narratives that I am so objecting to and when people do it is a central process of our brains and how we conceive of ourselves. Yes. Um, and it's has nothing to do with the truth. It is anti-truth, but it is psychologically what we do. It's also how we, it's also a key component of being creative. So um, I think it was uh, Borges who, who wrote a story about a man who had a perfect memory, but found that he, couldn't be creative anymore because, you know, um, you know, he would just see everything as in this very literal sense. Mm. Um, but we now know that memory and forgetting is tied to creativity, that obsessing over accuracy is not is antithetical to imagination and that our imagination lives in our ability to forget and our ability to remember things in a fuzzy way yes that they do seem to be linked and so who we are in a key way and how we're able to maintain relationships right i mean if we held on to every little grudge we would never let go of we'd never be okay in any relationship right we just build up 
well, uh, detritus until and, and but the thing is this is what scares me about relationships yeah. this is what scares well, me about life this is the difference between you know there are certain uh, I won't give examples but like certain people enter an argument in different ways and as I've explained I live very much in the moment and so when I you know I don't we don't my wife and I don't off, argue often but it's often like you know I get frustrated for something and be like oh my god sake and then and then sort of like you know or I haven't done something or whatever and it's like oh I'll do it tomorrow and I get annoyed and then I'm like, well, I've done all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden the receipts come out and it's like, well, you didn't, but you, you didn't do this and you didn't do this and you didn't do this and you forgot that. Mm. And you fit. And I'm like, I have no memory of any of these things. <laughs> and Alex has a memory where like, she doesn't do it to be vicious, but she's like, no, she's like you. She's like, but here's the counter to what you're saying. Like, you know, you're getting emotional about this thing at the moment, but you've also had all that you had the time to do these things. So don't moan about that because, but you chose to do something else. And then I'm like, oh, all right, you got a point. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I'm i proven wrong. It, it, this would become so tit for tat if you had the ability to do this that you'd be like, well, you're saying it. Oh, well, let me scroll back even further because you said this. And it would, you know, these things would be used for that as well. And I think you're right. My, uh, sorry, any further points? So I do want to make a further point mm-hmm. around this, but um, go for if, No, I mean, I'm, I'm not overly concerned about what you're talking about. I mean, I think we'd adjust to a new equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's these deeper questions that go ahead. You, you say about fuzzy, remembering people fuzzy, and I, I like that term. We apply that best of all when people die. Mm-hmm. And so someone passes on, and you know, they may have been a bit cantankerous or a bit difficult in life or whatever. But in that moment, you know, you go like, yeah, but there was all those great moments, and you might even laugh about those those moments you did argue or that were cantankerous or whatever. And that's what we do. We have, we apply almost like a fuzzy logic to, you know, memories in memoriam, let's say. Mm -hmm. And I find that again, like if be, if you're to be given the clarity of every second of every day, then you can't do that because again, like you say, you, you, you can't put certain things away to to almost apply like a that fuzzy memory piece of it because you'd be like, well, this person died. And they go, yeah, but they were still really mean to me on, you know, February the second, twenty twenty one. You go, like, right, yeah, but forget about that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I can play it back and it'll irritate me again. Or we never finish that argument. Do you know what I mean? I think I think you're right. I think being able to apply a fuzzy memory is actually really important for how we think of people fondly and actually how we we engage with people on a daily basis no i think you're right and and but i also think that's terrifying um do you not find this objectively terrifying I mean, no um like, yeah i mean it's one thing if you say like okay you know bob was was a bit of a git but you know now we rem- i remember that nice birthday present he got me and you know all of that that sounds all sort of innocuous but I, you know, but let's consider the plot of the actual episode, uh, the entire history mm. of you. Here we have a character who, you know, is married to Doctor Who, who's cheated on him, <laughs> and um, is raising a son that's not his own. Mm. Now, you and I both know that, you know, having a spouse, uh, well, I mean, having a significant other who, who has an affair um, or... You know, having a child that's not biologically yours 
is not the end of the world that a lot of people seem to think it is, right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, one of one of the uh, I, I I recently went to a uh, <laughs> I recently went to a a friend's uh, wedding and at the uh, the the sort of party the next day I was talking to uh, the the groom's parents and um, and talking about their past history and one of them accused the other of having an affair. <laughs> and I, I, I <laughs> public park, and I said, "Oh, really?" You know, I said to the wife, "Oh, really? Did you did you cheat on him?" And she said, "No, but he cheated on me." And then recounted <laughs> in detail this case. And you got receipts. Was, it was pretty cool. Yes, exactly. Outcome the receipts, and I and he said, "You know, he denied it." And I said, "Well, what would you do if you if you knew that it was true? It doesn't matter, right? Like you're in your seventies. Like this mm. doesn't matter now. You've been together for." 50 years you know does it matter if paul had an affair 30 years ago with you know some some girl he obviously hasn't kept in touch with uh and she said oh i'd run right out of gene on him tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) how are you so immature does this really matter um so and amusing anecdote but my point is it's not the end of the world but still this is what what upsets me is is our lives uh, are our lives and our relationships based on forgetting and not just forgetting but not knowing central truths like this yes and i suspect the answer is yes too i say that's fucking horrifying and i don't want to have any relationships ever again I, i there's um we one of the one of the reasons, and I, I sort of came to this conclusion not not too long ago, actually. Um, one of the reasons that we, as human beings, have developed the ability or the the faculty of imagination beyond a lot of other things to create fictions and stuff. Is for us for us to deal with the huge abstract nature of the universe and and the reality in which we live. Like we need lies in order to deal with stuff. Like we we cannot comprehend certain things, and so we create imaginations. We create you know fictions to deal with these things, and I think that we then give them. A name and then we give them um you know a story and everything that goes with them and this goes from little things in fact you know i, I thought about this and then so, I, I saw i actually saw something that pointed out that terry pratchett's already talked about this he mentions it in hogfather and he says that as children we we are taught to accept the little lies so that when we are when we're grown up we can accept the big lies but i think lies are the is the wrong word i think it's it's to me it's imaginations if we know the cold hard truth all the time, we you you remove emotion and perception from the argument or from the experience. There'd be no there is no paranormal, there is no supernatural, there is no you know religion, it's all gone. You become this it becomes this Vulcan existence. <laughs> Do you know I mean like you become logic is the only only, this is the only way to to face it all, which 
you know, isn't the worst thing. But we have these emotions so we can make these connections. And some of these lies is to, is to allow us to not just forget, is to forgive. And I think yeah. we have to we have to have these fallacies, or not these fallacies, sorry, these lies. And I think some people do it to, to tolerate to fear. Like you and I have spoken a few times about the, the idea of afterlife. You know, we are both atheist for the, for the most part and so but then i i honestly believe there is a part of people that take on religion because of fear you know i need to know that there is something else beyond this physical being there needs to be a, an afterlife and so there are you know pick pick your own adventure here's how the afterlife goes we've created these these ideals and these fictions for, to to for, to help us deal with those things and I think the same thing applies to everyday life. My husband or wife had an affair. They had, you know, a sexual relationship with this other person. Right. They had that. They lied to me, but it didn't involve love. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I can forgive them because it was only a physical relationship. It was not this abstract emotional engage- investment with this other person. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that. I, I don't think that everybody interprets that the same way. I think that's a classic sort of way of looking at it is to say, well, it was just physical, you know, it didn't involve love. Um, I mean, you know, to me, you know, first of all, I'm not, I'm not sure that we can know that. Um, I mean, but, no, but me, you believe it. You may have to believe it. That's what I'm saying. You have to create the fiction that you have to believe in order to forgive and move on. Well, that might be true, but then why are why are we well why are we interested in forgiving and moving on? I mean, so in my case, I I was with a long term girlfriend who who cheated on me, and she told me the next day, and basically told me the next day, and was clearly upset by it, was crying, and said, you know, I was with my ex, and you know he was hitting on me, and you know, um, you know I. One thing led to another, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And and uh, you know, and I feel so bad, and you know, and I was like, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, like obviously this person was torn up by guilt, uh, and I thought, well, you know, like you know, I. But the key thing is, I was told, and there was an accountability process, right? Mm. So I was informed. And this person didn't feel good about it and told me the details that I asked for and was not being secretive. This person was transparent and accountable and in and apologized. And it's hard to I think that we can forgive each other knowing the facts, but we have to forgive. Part of forgiveness is that process of accountability and apology. And maybe this is me being my sort of like Aspergery, autistic, you know, uh, brain just being, you know, facts are facts and blah, 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 you know. <laughs> um, and I do know that in my family, I'm, you know, an, an outlier there. And that, you know, clearly, I mean, you know, there, <laughs> my mother got up at the table and yelled in the restaurant during Mother's <laughs> Day and doesn't remember it two days later. And I'm like, okay forgetting is part of how you mm. managed to stay married to your husband for 50 years, right? That's so obvious. 
And yet I have a very different process, which is I want that transparency. I want that honesty. I can forgive, but I need to know and I need to go through that process of accountability and an apology. Yeah. I think there's a scale to that. I think, you know, within this episode, I agree with what you say. The accountability is important. Like, you know, someone saying, hold my hands up. It was wrong. I did this thing. Da, da. But there's also like, you've got to learn to forgive the little things <laughs> and not, let, and you know, there are things that sort of frustrate or annoy are small, right? Small things that you can build up, but then you've got to say, like, it doesn't matter. It's not, like you, you know, we talked about sort of not being the end of the world, but it doesn't even, it doesn't even break the stride of my day. It's just a frustration. Mm-hmm. Toilet seat top, plates being put in the wrong place, or, you know, a rubbish thing not being put in the bin or something. It's something small and in, innocuous, but for some reason it sort of just, you know, oils your blood a little bit. If If that if you're looking at that thing and that, you know, you are that person that could go, that's, that's, you know, I'm going to, that this, this happened before and then scroll back to go, yeah, this happened two days ago. Well, that thing hasn't moved. You know, that box they put on the side hasn't moved. And I can check it. It's been there for three days or whatever. It, 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 um, escalates, the the you know how you feel about that item and goes from a small item to a big item and i think this is it that you need to sometimes be able to forget these things to to be able to sort of get through the day i i completely agree with what you're saying and i want to sort of just throw a hypothetical about this episode actually in a minute Mm -hmm. um for the for this scenario um but i do think the thing is like people are different and i think people would use this very differently how do you think this episode would have gone if it turned out she hadn't had an affair and he was wrong would that have played how do you think that could have you know she has and he walked out for a short time for five days and she went and slept with him and stuff but and again it's just, it's all this emotional turmoil but if he he was wrong and he got obsessed with this for the wrong reason do you think that changes the the the, the punch of the episode um, I don't know. I, I find that I should say that I find that he is a shockingly immature and prone to violence character. And part mm. of what I don't like about this episode is that while I like the central questions, I like the grain thing, you know, I like the domestic saga that's used to explore that. Um, that main character is so flawed and is so immature and just. I mean, should never have gotten married in the first place. Um, mm. If if he were, and, and part of the problem is he is so immature and violent and also right. Yes, exactly. Which is problematic. That's, that's my point. Is like, because he is right and the journey mm-hmm. he goes on proves that he's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like a vindication. Y- yes, exactly. And that's part right. of, if he was to be this, this stupid and immature and aggressive and everything, um, and to be wrong, I almost feel like it, it would have m- more of an impact. An uh, impact in what way? I mean, I, I think I would think it's good to have these grains because well, they prove that he was crazy. Oh, yeah, but, but, but I, want, I want to sort of see this obsession of him trying to prove in every possible way that she... Because it proves him wrong then. And then he's like, well, look, 
you then got hooked up on little things, this escalation for no point. You know, yes, I reacted flirtatiously to an old boyfriend that I didn't really tell you about, but there was nothing to it. You've now turned that one flirtation into an almost marriage ending um, series of events. Right, if nothing happened. And nothing um, happened. It, it, it was well, never, and it should no. be a marriage-ending series of events, no matter what. Oh, yeah, no, no, she, she's leaving him. Like, yeah, because he's dangerous. Well, they should both but, leave each other, frankly. Yeah, but um, my point is, like, I think if, it, if, if, if she was like, this never happened and was able to show him that. Right. And then he's like, oh, shit. Like I've become, you know, but why didn't, why didn't you just show me this in the first place? And she should be like, I shouldn't have to. Your trust should not be based on me being able to present video evidence of this. No. And I, and I sort of almost, there's like a version of this episode that I think is that right. Mm. Mm. This, this having seen this before, and I kind of remember how it ends there's still a version of it in my head that kind of plays out that way, right? Mm. Where he is just obsessive and, you know, he doesn't like that. Look, I mean, maybe the chemistry is a little gone between them and she smiles at this other guy and obviously thinks he's funny, you know, and maybe the fire's there with this other guy, but she's not going to have sex with him. She's a mother, you know, she's yeah. committed to the relationship and, that's okay. They can have a conversation about that. Um, you know, you're right. There is this other relationship. I guess. I guess I struggle with just how immature both characters are. Yeah, I both characters I, are so shockingly stupid. I think. I, I think you know. I've. I've. <laughs> I've known these people. <laughs> I think that's probably, <laughs> the problem. I've gone like. Then you go. No, I'm going. Yeah, you're right. They are shockingly immature. They also make up a certain percentage of the population uh, where this feels. And again, I almost feel like there's a little bit of a note missing in his character that he he doesn't he never feels like an alpha that that should be contesting with this Jonas. Right, Jonas is this sort of like hippie bohemian alpha male kind of character who's a, who is a real dick, but. I feel like Liam should be, he's a lawyer. He should be, he should be really confident and, you know, but he's not, he's a bit of a, you know, he's always sort of like, you know, reviewing stuff. I feel like he should be, this should be the thing that knocks his confidence hmm. and shakes his world, which is why he goes off the deep end because he's like, well, why would anyone do this to me? And all of a sudden he realizes that actually that they can, they would and can, um, I don't know. It feels like a, he feels like, like you say, immature, and then I'm like, well, how did you get into this position of being this? This, see, you sound like you're the head of a a, a division. So, mm -hmm. you know, how did you get to that position? Um, yeah, it's strange that there's this lawyer thing going on as a sort of like open framing device. Mm -hmm. Are we supposed to think that that has knocked him off his game? And that's sort of because I I'm constantly reminded during this of Othello and. Mm -hmm. You know, except that in Othello, she has Desdemona hasn't cheated, right? Mm. It's, it's all a ploy by Iago. Um, but there is this kind of like spiraling of a person's psychology. Um, and I was thinking about that. But there, the professional situation in which Othello finds himself is 
important because it spurs Iago to go after him. Here, what is the point of the whole uh, lawyer sequence except he's not confident? So maybe that's what knocked him off his game and and made him more attentive to these issues well, with his wife. Maybe, but then know. but then we need to know that there are stakes. Like what what like, so this one to one mm. this this meeting he's had what are the stakes for it is he going to lose his job is he going to be demoted mm-hmm. is that, it, it's never really established is he you know is he going to miss out on a promotion like it's not really established that this meeting he had at the beginning has got confidence shattering consequences if he mm-hmm. messes it up I don't know like well, is his it division going to be shut down. Have to... It does seem like it's part of a sort of like rehiring process. Like there's been some kind of like merger or something. I mean, they do say like, if we keep you on, they don't Mm. exactly use that term. They say you'll have to go through, you know, a a, a grain evaluation, you know, and whatever, like this, this clearance process. Mm. So it does seem like his job is at stake. Yeah. yeah. Um, But right. I, I mean, it's almost like by the end of the episode, why is that stuff there in the beginning in the first place? Hmm. Yeah, it feels superfluous, really, by the end of it. Um. It, yeah, and the other thing is, it, it seems like these things have been around for some time. Like grains mm-hmm. have been around for some time. You know, she talks about them being the old gang, so they've been, and it, and it goes back years because it was before they married, and they've got like a young toddler child. So you're talking at least five or six years back so these things have been around for for you know let's say a decade if they've taken on that that well um if not slightly longer so you've got like a decade's worth of people um living with adapting to this technology yet there still seems to be in fact we see it being used as a way of flying around so instead of a passport you know we can check your grain mm. thing to, to, mm-hmm. to validate your identity and stuff um and you, you know you haven't been up to anything mischievous in the last 24 hours or whatever but mm-hmm. it, when he is sat at that party and he talks about this review and then someone's like oh yeah well we can look at it let's let's just throw it up on the screen and then there's an awkwardness about the the etiquette around something like that that feels like that should have been resolved. Like, oh, no, no, no. There are certain things you don't ask a person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and that sort but, of felt... that I know it's there as part of the plot, but again, it felt a bit like he should be in a position where he'd be like, no, I don't talk about... I can't talk about work things in a public setting. Like... Ah, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. You know, like, I don't have to... Show, firstly, no, no, thank you. I don't... Him just saying, no, thank you. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to present it. But also, like, right. um, I'm a lawyer... I have an I have contracts that prevent me from sharing this. There's an this NDA in... over conferences like that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't. You wouldn't say this to you know a, a lawyer now, um, mm. right? Tell me about your conference. Um, if they didn't want to. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. There, there could be the show could do a better job of that. Um, yeah. I mean, apparently, um, in the writing of this. Uh, uh, Brooker had uh, was thinking of other consequences uh, for the grain, mm. uh, which you know not only reflects you know the ubiquity of cell phones, but also the exponential growth of memory of computers, mm. um, which kind of makes sense. Mm. But you know that Brooker pointed out that 
people might go to have affairs uh, to the cinema because the grains would be turned off for copyright law reasons. I was going to mention um, that this would kill the uh, this would kill the movie industry because you just watch it <laughs> once and then you've you've got it forever in a folder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would change it certainly. Um, or you certainly you listen to it once. Yeah, music. I mean, I I don't know. Um, no, it's interesting to think about all those consequences and, like you say, sort of how the culture would continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, I just am stuck on how immature uh, the main character, Liam, is. Um, you know, like, he's going to be arrested for assault, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no way this ends well. I mean, he's... No, but if people weren't that mature... You know, if people weren't that immature when they had something to drink, there would never be bar fights. <laughs> well, okay, maybe, but yeah, no, that's true. But still, like, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it seems like he's so immature about this. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of get the the part of his character that I like is this sort of thing that I have too, which is like something got under my skin and I can't figure. I can't. I know there's something there. And I can't let go of it until I figure mm. it out, um, which is a sort of like ADHD thing or something like. But oh no, I that yeah, that bit. I, oh, that. Yeah. No, no, I, I understand that and I appreciate that. I think the thing is, is this, 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 you know, this law. One of the things in being a lawyer is when he does sort of like lawyer up, as it were, and he tries to present the mm. evidence in a sort of like a lawyerly way mm. to keep saying like, "Look, this is the evidence that I have that is proving my case." Um. And so I think it's part partly that is you know this thing this determination or this thing of being right and having to sort of like get the evidence. Yeah. But there's this there's this there's there's a almost a you say about immaturity it's almost like a toxic masculinity. But I ain't gonna lie, I can sort of understand it in a sense of like if an ex turns up and starts sort of showing interest in your wife, it, it's primal where you're like someone's pissing on my turf and I'm not happy about it. And I'm, you know, it's animals do this well, with the whole plumage and the, you know, the showing off and the, you, you know, you don't come onto a silverback gorilla's territory and start messing with his, you know, group, <laughs> and then expect to walk away like the dude's gonna, yeah, you know, brain you. And it sounds stupid. It's animalistic, but I think that's the well, case. We're not silverback gorillas, but I mean, and it's but speak for yourself. This, this <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I will say. I have a part of me, I've spent a lot of time complaining about Liam and how immature he is and annoying he is. Um, You know, I really want to smack him through a lot of this. Mm. Um, And I still like the episode for sure. But I also, you know, because of the slow rollout, I think it's easy to forgive her. But his wife is a miserable liar. Yeah. So you say, like, why does he not, like, it's primal to confront somebody who's your wife's ex or an ex-lover or whatever. He doesn't know that. She hides that from him. He has to pick that up from body language, you know, yeah. con- you know, concealed conversations. And then, oh, he's the guy from Marrakesh, right? Mm. You know, and it's this slow rollout of like uh, that I hate in real life, too, of like, just tell me what's going on. Stop, you know, like stop having five stops along the way that you think it's better for me to know part of it. Now, I know she probably has figured out that the child is, you know, Oh, she knows. 100%, 100% right. she knows. Yeah, yeah. 
So that gives her a good motivation for lying every step of the way. Mm. But um, but it does seem like, I mean, you know, look, she could, where she's got grounds is you walked out for days, right? Mm. Like, you know, um, this was an extraordinary circumstance. People make mistakes. Um, they could have that conversation, but she is so committed to lying every step of the way, right mm. down to using protection. Mm. And to me, that's she's just as immature. And and even knowing that, why are you laughing at the table? Oh yeah, that's a bit like like yeah, that's just well e- even one of the things <clears throat> when he walks in, he joins the party. That's who she's talking to is mm-hmm. Jonas. So <clears throat> and then she's like, oh, I, I didn't think you'd you'd be able to make it. And obviously she's you know a bit stunned. She's there. But there's there's a part where I say at that point then, you're like, right, I've really got to I'll pull this back. <laughs> but like you say, she can't, and it gets worse. And so yeah, yeah, she sort of, um, he is immature and obsessed, and, and you know gets obsessed with this. But like, yeah, she she's the one that sort of lights the touch paper by being uncomfortable and awkward and and making it like almost blatantly bloody obvious. Mm-hmm. No, so, that's yeah. true. And she does kind of seem to walk it back a little, like in those those clips of their conversations where she's trying not to look interested and look mm. over, but she cannot restrain her charm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I can identify with that whole thing about like the the video of the way she looks at him versus mm. her, and the way she used to look at him, and it's like that is something that I could. That's where I can imagine this would just be a relationship killer. Device, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, here is our first date. Here's how you looked at me. Here's how you looked at me on our wedding day. Here's how you looked at me this morning when you came out of the bathroom. Yeah. Like, I looked like a monster to you. <laughs> um, yeah, this would be pretty painful. Yeah. And again, this is you, you say about this, this is clear cut. You, you say about facts. Mm. And and that's I think a big part of this is facts, um, but uh, you know there is the 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 notion of of uh, resting bitch face. Let's call it that for now. Like <laughs> there are times I walk around this house, and if I'm especially like during the working day, you know, where I've had a bad meeting or it's been a bit stressful, and I'm just like, oh, you know, I've had enough. And I might, you know, both Alex and I work from home, so like. I might go downstairs to get a cup of coffee or something. She might see that face. I might look at her and I might be looking miserable. It's not directed at her, but she'd be like, you mm. looked at me with that face. And I'd be like, yeah, I did. Nothing to mm. do with you. I've just had a really tough meeting or call or whatever. But all you're seeing is all you're playing back is that frame that shows the, the you know, that face, as it were. So there's still that element of perception or, or you know interpretation that can cause misunderstandings or context. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I think it would this episode would be this episode would be more interesting if he was wrong. Yeah. Because then it does become about interpretation and and she becomes just as culpable for like, you know, not showing him in the first place or you know those actions, but it's yeah, well, it's it's, it's I'll tell you why it's not that he's wrong, which, mm. you know, I mean, I do think it could easily have gone that way. It's because this technology has to be bad. 
Yeah. And if he uses the technology to find out that he's wrong and needs therapy or something, that's not a dystopian <laughs> show anymore. Mm. Um, and all of these episodes are, you know, Black Mirror, right? Um, well, this would be White Mirror, <laughs> you know? And this, yeah, and this goes back to one of those things we've talked about with these kind of things. We talked about it with the AI in, in Westworld, and we talked about it with the, the genetics in, in Gattaca. They show this version, but then you go like, yeah, cool. Show me now. Show me the positive mm. side. Show me all the murders that this has prevented. Show me all the, um, you know, the crimes that this has helped solved or, you know, all the, uh, I don't know, just, just, just to say the positives, all the people that have been able to resolve mm. things because they've got these things. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's You're right. They, you know, I always find that more interesting. Like, show me both sides. Show me a positive episode as well. Yeah, let's see the couples therapy where, you know, they play it back and, you know, it, it aids the, uh, you know, it aids the therapist in understanding what what really happened at this event instead of two totally different, you know, the therapist can say, well, OK, Liam, can you concede that you sounded really obnoxious there? And, you know, mm. she's being, you know, OK, yes. I mean, you want to play the tape back? Um, yeah, I would love to see sort of in treatment. Uh, yeah. With uh, uh, in this universe, yeah, and I think that's that's you know, that's like you say. This is this black mirror, like you say. This is supposed to show the sort of the dystopian side of these things. Um, but I almost don't know. I think if you just if you were, to, there are ways and means of doing it that still be it still becomes black mirror because of the obsession of this thing of, of things. But it's it's this is still we're nitpicking now. But I do still think this is the hmm. the strongest of the first three. Um, in the most oh, interesting, sure. and it definitely sort of presents the the most interesting sort of um, philosophical and ethical dilemma, really. Oh yeah, um, yeah, um, absolutely. And and for me, this is it's definitely that first episode that is the weakest, but um, and the, the next two are a bit closer. But this uh, is definitely you know a little cut above for me. Yeah, right. Well, let's wrap up there. Then we've sort of run to time. So. Any final thoughts then for um, the the whole history of you? Where can oh, I yeah. get one of these grain things? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually like I you know all concerns you know acknowledged. Maybe I will be ending all relationships based <laughs> on this guy, but you know I'm still going to be an early adopter. Mm. Oh, there would be, and I like the fact that there is a culture that's like. One thing's final thoughts on this would be I like the fact they present that there is a group of people that are non grain and they introduce a character that's non grain. It's like, I want to remain organic. And there are people like, ugh, like, you know, how, how could you do that? Um, the other thing is, this feels more akin to realistic cyberpunk, like this post human, you know, kind of technology. Like, we're not going to have augmented bodies and robotics, but no, we might have devices in our bodies, like a chip in our arm to pay and to do all this other stuff. Or, but this feels a lot closer to the, the potential. So, you know, I like that. Um, although it's hard enough keeping control of my phone and my keys, having to have a flaming fob to do my memories as well. Mm -hmm. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought about that fob. Like, you know, the fob seems. 
you know. losable. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, no, you're right. I'd, I'd really, really enjoy this episode. Right. Anyway, well, you drop the fob while you're driving, and you know suddenly you're flashing back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. While you're on the road, someone starts. The baby gets hold of your fob in the back seat, and all of a sudden, yeah, you can't drive because you've got these <laughs> memories flashing before your eyes. Literally, your life flashes before your eyes before you crash into a tree. <laughs> uh, uh, but yes, anyway, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, I do hope you've enjoyed this episode. Been a, we've now sort of cracked through the first uh, series, and we'll be jumping straight into the second of Black Mirror. So do reach out and let us know what you're thinking. You know, are you enjoying these episodes? Um, what are your thoughts on the potentiality of the grain? Would you wear a grain? Would you be an early adopter like Julian? Or would you be a Luddite like me and, and avoid the technology for as long as possible? Uh, let us know. Fascinated. Uh, anyway, if you like what we're doing, please leave a review. Um, all feedback is greatly appreciated. And if you really like what we do, go check out our Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com forward slash 20CG Media, link down below. And uh, you get all kinds of great benefits in there. Uh, but for now, anyway, uh, Julian, thank you very much. It's been a great My conversation. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, yeah, no, there's some great stuff coming up. Uh, amazing episodes. Uh, but for now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. And we'll talk to you again soon. streams.